Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In. I'm Cash Levy. It is such an exciting show today. Um, as you know, sometimes I have trouble getting guests, so... It's going to be a little bit of a departure today, but I'm really excited about it because this guy has produced a lot of great podcasts uh, all over the country. Uh, he's a producer for uh, Doug Loves Movies. Uh, he's a producer for Greg Proop's Smartest Man in the World. Uh, he's produced uh, Put Your Hands Together. I mean, this guy's really seen a lot, and I guess from what I hear, he enjoys our podcast uh, or my podcast, Cashing In. So I thought I'd just bring him on the show and we'd talk about some of the pros and cons, some of the good aspects of podcasting. Ryan McManaman is here with us. Ryan, thanks for being on the show with me. This is so awesome. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, I, yeah I mean, when did you first get into podcasting? I mean, what was, what was your... Um, well, I guess it started about six years ago. I started a record label called A Special Thing Records. And mm -hmm. um, through that, got to work closely with Doug Benson and Greg Proops and a couple other comedians. Uh, so when, you know, people started podcasting uh, five, six years ago, uh, Doug approached me and my partner, Matt Belknap, to see if we would be interested in... I mean, you just felt like it was a good fit for you. Yeah, I mean, we were already producing records, so it wasn't a huge leap to uh, start producing mm -hmm, podcasts. Mm -hmm. And where are you from originally? Uh, I'm originally from Plainfield, New Jersey. Uh -huh. You know, it, it seems like your mic is, is... Is your mic... Can you... Uh, is it working okay? Can I hear it through his headphones? Let me talk to the producer here. Is uh, it, uh, his microphone is not working at all. But you're, you're the producer. This is T.J. Miller. He's producing the show today. Hey, everybody. Uh, hi. Yes. Um, yeah, so I, his, uh, his microphone is not working, and we only have – so we only have two working mics. We have the oh. producer mic and the host mic and the guest mic. It just isn't working oh, right now. Oh, and he's – do you think we should switch chairs or – I mean, I, I bet you I can get this thing working in just a second. Just continue with the show as is, and I'll, I'll work on his mic. Okay. Okay, so Ryan, uh, now, 
what are some of the pros and co- like, how hard is it to do like a road podcast? Gonna, here? Yeah, yeah, you don't want to turn. Uh, Shit. Difficult because you know, every room is different, every board is different, every sound guy is different, yeah, yeah, okay. every club. So, do you get there early and just try to you know worry about the acoustics oh, yeah. of the room? Or oh, definitely. Yeah, I usually try and get there at least two hours. Shut I don't care. Fine, don't work. I don't give a shit. Uh, TJ, that's a little distracting. I'm trying to uh, interview. Well, Ryan. it's not working. Ah, uh, shoot. Well, I guess Ryan, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry, Ryan. Uh, I guess I'm gonna. I wish I, mean, I was as good of a producer as you were because then I'd be able to fix this. But I'm not. Uh, what are we gonna do? Let's reschedule, Ryan. Thank you. I. Oh yeah, I'm, reschedule it. Yeah. That's a great idea. Why don't I reschedule this microphone working? Well, I mean, I just... Piece of shit! Oh, God! It's just you... Well, this isn't even the microphone! I've been messing around with the tele- my cell phone! God damn it! There's water everywhere. Now, TJ, I... I you kind of made some big promises. You're like, look, I'll produce. Uh, yeah, I'm a pretty good producer. I just, I've never, I've never been somewhere. I where, see no evidence of that. You just took look, a pickaxe and took it to your own cell phone. Listen to me. I've never been on a show where one of the microphones was supposed to be a guest microphone and was just my cell phone taped to a stick. Okay. Yeah, but you set up that. Laugh it up, Ryan. That's how you set it up. Well, this is embarrassing. Well, shoot. I wish there was some way. I mean, I wish there was some way Ryan Look, I'm going to fix it. I said I can fix it, okay? Now, just keep going with the show. Do the triple banger lightning round. Yeah, just do it. Here, I'll press it. Okay. Triple banger lightning round. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Triple banger! Okay, triple banger lightning round, Ryan. Uh, God dang it. Best reason to riot. Your sports team just won the title. Or you're at a party, and they ran out of cake. <laughs> party ran out of cake. I think that's the funniest one. I didn't mean to break in, but I got to tell you, man, that's the best. Because I love any riot that results from there being no more dessert. Mm-hmm. That's you a know, good reason to riot. I, I, went, I one time got a Donnie Brook because the, 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 the cobbler ran out early. Yeah, I remember I'm more that. of a cobbler. Cobbler looks like what I'm about to do to pie. Yeah. No, I remember that was such your... <laughs> That was at your grandpa's hundred. You piece of shit! Look, I think you should just give up on that microphone. Well, it's a good triple banger lighting round. I didn't mean to, you it's know, okay. break in. You know what I think we should do, TJ? Would you be willing to? I know you're producing. You're wearing both hats. Would you be willing to fill? This in? isn't a second hat. It's a knit scarf that well, I fashion as a hat. It looks like something you buy of a Dr. Seuss. Uh, delivery uh, service or something, which I don't know what that is. Yeah, really. what would that be? Dr. Seuss delivery service. Where they, <laughs> just be a thing where they, they just show, show up, up with the Lorax. The yeah, they just show up with the Lorax. <laughs> we specialize in all things Seuss. Somebody shows up with a Starbelly Sneech outfit. I don't know. Jesus. All I'm trying to say is, uh, all I'm saying is that. This has been. T- I think what we're going to have to do is you're going to have to wear both hats. We're going to have to let Ryan just chill here. It's unfortunate he can't use any of the other microphones. But well, this is so frustrating, you know. So, and I know. let him I'm use so mine, sorry, but I've duct taped it to my face. I'm so sorry, Ryan. I, uh, I, I, 
TJ doesn't, he's not an experienced producer like you. Right. I mean, and yeah. So I think we're just going to have to keep going with the show and we'll have you back. We will. Cool. Uh, TJ, do you, do you mind just filling in for Ryan doing the show with me and producing? Jesus, I didn't want to do a podcast today. That's I know. what I wanted to produce. I know. I know you wanted to do that. All right. Well, yeah, I'll do it. But Ryan, let me tell you this. Next time you come, bring your own microphone and set it up and produce it. And that's why you're... That's a real guest. Yep. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. That's why you're one of the best producers in the business. Wear both hats. That's right. Wear both Dr. Seuss hats. Here, put this scarf like around your lapel. Dr. Seuss Delivery Center. Triple banger lightning round. Question two. Two, two. Mug shots. Bad photographers or unwilling subjects? Mm. I mean, those aren't great pictures of those. I mean, they just, they're, I don't think the lighting is flattering. I think I mean, they're are really Are you not allowed to lighting. wear makeup? Or I, I don't understand why mug shots can't look a little better. How would you suggest they make them look better? I think the I think lighting. you should be able to wear makeup. Mm-hmm. I think you should wear any type of. You should be allowed to wear any type of Dr. Seuss hat that you choose, or mini hats. You can call the Seuss Delivery Service. Yeah, call the Seuss Delivery Service. Seuss at your service. <laughs> I mean, I just I thought you were innocent till proven guilty, and the pictures <laughs> make me believe you're guilty till proven innocent. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no one ever looks at a mugshot and is like, I bet they're innocent. It's always Nick Nolte. What happened? It's a combo, though. I think it's a combo. <laughs> it's a combo, though. It's bad photographers. I don't think they think much about the lighting or the background. It's always very similar. I don't think the backdrop <laughs> yeah. is really, yeah. you know, I think the backdrop isn't good all the time. Um, it's but fun. also the, the subjects are often unwilling. They don't seem like they give you a good smile. They don't seem to cheat out towards the camera very well. They're, you know, they're not used to it. They, you know, you, it's one of the only photographs you're getting where the person didn't want to be there. Absolutely. You know, it's some family photographs. You get a couple of people who clearly don't want to be there. I mean, I'm talking about no person is psyched to get a mugshot taken. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I guess, a lot of what I've been thinking about lately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Triple banger. A lightning round. Question number three. Question three. Bald with a t- ponytail in back. Going out of style? <laughs> I don't know if it was ever in style. I mean, is this <laughs> is the last time you saw It's so sad that we're laughing as hard as we are, and then people do do that. Like, there are people out there that are like, I don't get what he's laughing at. I mean... <laughs> We didn't even talk about it yet. None of us have said anything. We're all just laughing at the idea of it. We're currently laughing at separate images all of us have in our heads. Maybe manufactured, maybe referenced to actual memories. But regardless, we all see a man likely short and fat with a a gray tweed jacket. (laughs) And mine is braided. My ponytail happens to be braided. It's the worst. Is one. that your guys's? What are your images? I want to well, know. Well, my image involves uh, the ponytail. Actually, has uh, <laughs> turquoise. <laughs> it's you know the 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 round thing that what are those called? The hair? Thing, what are those called for the scrunchy? The scrunchy. It's got a scrunchy. <laughs> is it flowing? It's a purple is it scrunchy, scrunchy towards the neck, reason. or is it at the bottom of the ponytail? It's like right in the middle of the tail. <laughs> In the middle of the tail. Yeah. It's the name of his new novel. Yeah, the middle of the tail. Um, you, so bald, 
with a ponytail and back, going out of style. You think it's? I mean, what's your? You don't Ryan? feel that it's ever been in style. Isn't there an era where it's where it was really hot? Yeah, in the Pharaoh times, there was a moment oh, in Egypt yeah. where they thought that those that were bald up front but had healthy growing Pharaoh hair. style. I mean, what's what, what's in your mind when you think bald guy with a ponytail? He was also short, but he was skinny and kind of Sandy Brown. Sandy Browns. Mm. What's what kind of what kind of pony? Thin glasses. And what's the pony very, look like? Very straight, mid back. <laughs> mid back. <laughs> How long was yours? Mine uh, was shoulder length. Yeah, my- braided, <laughs> salt and pepper hair, <laughs> short, stout, pale complexion, freckles. Mine, mine didn't go that a mole far. that he likes. Mine and then, wasn't, and then it was just a, a fat, flat shirt just coming out. I don't know why, but it makes me laugh so much. And I, in my mind, I was behind him in a coffee place. <laughs> And he's not yet ordering, like he's next up in line. I'm just giving him the ones over, like, what did happen? <laughs> Mine was pretty short, though. It didn't even go shoulder length. Just almost I mean, goes straight that's out. That's almost a rat tail. It almost goes straight out. I used to have a rat body. tail. You did? Yeah, I used to have a rat tail. I mean, I wanted a full one. My parents wouldn't let me, but all the kids were getting these little rat tails at the end of their, that was like the cool thing. And I wanted that, but God, looking back, I'm so glad my parents didn't let me wear one for an extended period of time. I mean, have you guys ever seen a person with a rat tail like nowadays? I've thought about getting it, you know, now. Mm. That if I cut my hair short, I'd leave a little rat tail. I think that'd be so funny. Rat tail was never, (coughs) rat tail's not a great way to get laid. It's called a rat tail. Yeah, I mean. A pony, at least we like horses and things, but you know, you're going, hey. Hey, he's got, have you seen Jim? You know, he's this short, stout fellow with the rat tail. Yeah. I thought that was more of a beaver flipper. <laughs> beaver flipper. <laughs> <The> fucking flat, <laughs> matted hair. A beef flip. 2013. Biggie B flipping it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's, I think it will come back in style, though. Um, you know, everything comes around. What about a bald neck and back of the head and a full tail coming out of the front? Your ponies where you're the top of your head. You got kind of a samurai look. Mm. And the back of your head and neck are bald. We both pictured, uh, yeah, I said bald with a ponytail and back. That was the question. Okay, top of the head, I'm thinking more of a Japanese man, sumo wrestler yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, how about just bald with the forehead beard and that's it? Coming I mean, that's sort of what out. I'm saying is like yeah. forehead ponytail, straight totally out, yeah. bald the rest forehead of it. And ponytail. on the back of your head, you've drawn a human face. Here's what I, here's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you can, then you have a, then basically you do have a back of the head ponytail. If people take the face seriously, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And that might have been what you saw just at go, the coffee shop. Just go, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I met Derek. He is confusing. I couldn't tell which, sure which end of him I was looking at. <laughs> I've had that. You know, Jesus, I thought I was talking to Derek for half an hour. It turns out Rick was just upside down with his pants <laughs> off. You know who people would like that? You know who would like that? People that like to squain us, you know, because they get to see yeah. each other. You know, as they're puckering. You get to see it right in the middle. I mean, Nick Vatterout's got just the funniest joke in the world where he's like, dude, I hooked up with this hot chick last night, man. Real hot. You know what I mean? Just a a fat, fat vagina. You know what I mean? Real fat, honey, their side. You know, Mm. just... 
you know, no breasts, just like sharp, pointy, like like bone blade things right in the middle of her chest, hair all over her face, just just totally hairy all over her face, her joints all bent the wrong ways, you know. She had a dick for a butthole, and I'm like, I think you you were having sex with a man who was on his stomach. It's like, no way, man. No way. Totally weird, though. Pointy nose on the back of her head. Fucking this chick. Swear to God, she had a dick for a butthole. I mean, you turn around. I don't know how she's shitting, but she's got... It's really something else, man. Wait, does, does that joke have a, a punchline? Or her, just all yeah, the yeah. Of her, we feet, think dude, of, yeah. her feet were pointing in the complete wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so I, I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's safe, safe to, to move say, on. Yeah. I think it's safe to say it's not going to uh, ever come back in style. Is that what you're saying? Not anytime soon. It's a tough one. I mean, you really got to think about it. It's sort of a Benjamin Franklin look. It's, it's never going to happen up front, by the way. You keep mentioning the front. Oh, that is if you bullshit. I let that, my forehead beard go No, out. if you can do that, you're not, you don't, if you're able to uh, create a forehead ponytail, you're not going to bother and then paint a picture of a face on the back of your head, your bald head. <laughs> you're not going to bother to shave your bald head. What about that? I do think that's more creative than some of the tattoos I've seen. Yeah. What about uh, what about growing a beard that's long enough to split it, have it go up either around the head and tie up at the top like a bonnet, uh-huh. or you make a ponytail out of your beard? <laughs> well, there's actually two hats in has the Dr. Ever Seuss. Has anyone done that? There's two hats in the Dr. Seuss delivery system that has that hat look, but it's it's a fabrication. I don't think anyone's ever done that. I mean, I would love to see a beard ponytail. It's a just a beard, beard that you can pull back and beard put in tail. a pony. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Let's move on to where were you? If anybody can find pictures of that, tweet us. Yeah. Because i got to see it. When you weren't wherever you are now, where were you? Okay, so I was at uh, Chance, Chance's birthday. He, he just turned three, and uh, you know, we are at this restaurant, and they... Uh, they they were singing happy birthday to all these different people uh, all over the restaurant. And they had uh, Caracas, and they had uh, uh, one guy with a trombone, you know. And then they came over and did it for Chance and when they brought his cake. And uh, the trombonist, when nowhere I'm to break. be found. I don't, I don't, I mean, that, and I'm, that's part of the deal. I, I walked over to the manager, I'm like, where's my fucking trombone? Like, that's the biggest part of why this was cool. I mean, I don't need some Caracas. Plus, you made us sing more than you guys sing. Like, well, I, you want me to be a part of the band now? It's like a sing-along too. moment? I'm almost huh? positive it's Maracas. What was I calling him? Caracas. Caracas? maybe a mispronunciation of Curacao, the liqueur. <laughs> the liqueur. I was pronouncing Caracas? Yeah, what are Caracas? Well, I think those are, yeah. me- those, are Mex- yeah, Car- those are Mexican Crocs. I'm gonna. I continue. want to sleep into my Caracas. I I don't they give a shit proof. what they're called. Where's my tuba and my trombone? Well, now you're calling a trombone and tuba. I, I call it tuba and trombone. I'm I'm I've, I, I'm uh, I'm being urged to believe. I'm inclined to believe that you went to an Olive Garden. <laughs> And you don't know what instruments are. So when they brought the the unlimited salad, you're like, okay, I like the Caracas. 
And then they came out with the breadsticks. You go, what is, what is this? A trombone? Where's my tuba, man? I have a video of it on my phone. I can show it to you. I was pissed, right? Because I, mean, I expected like the trombone. Right? Do you have the, is the video of you being pissed? No, I don't have video of that. I've, I mean, my son seemed to enjoy the whole thing, and that's what's so weird. But Well, he doesn't know what's he going didn't on. Know what, and you that they also somehow revealed that you didn't know really what was going on. They yeah. completely ripped him off. Okay, and this guy, it got weirder, though. This is this will. This was the strangest thing. It got weirder still? It got much weirder. Much weirder. That wasn't even close to what the weird part was. So before he digs into his cake, he just blown out his candle. This little uh, person who might have been an older, I don't know, I don't know what he, he might have been (laughs) touched in some way. I'm not sure what his deal was. You think he's been molested? No, you know what I mean. He might have been special in some ways. Or he may have been... An older person. I wasn't sure what age he was. He's just listening to this right now, and he's like, you know, I saw Cash at this children's thing, and I think he was a all dwarf. I all I all I hope is that he knew what I was. <laughs> I you think know? he was a. Dwarf. I just hope he didn't walk away from seeing me and say, I don't know what it, that p- person is. I think he was a dwarf, uh, and I'm, and I'm not using. Here's the thing: the next good. Uh, Midget joke I hear will be the first one I've ever heard that I like. Never I don't think heard. it's possible. And, to have a and good why aren't they joke. making more films like Willow? I don't. I don't think it's ever. I, I've never heard a good midget joke. So this is not a joke about little people. But this is what's weird that happened. He steps in before my son. He, he you know blows out his candle and he steps in and he goes, "Can I have some cake?" And he wasn't a part of our our, our birthday party. And everyone's like, yeah, sure. Really? And you're beholden, you think you're beholden to give it to him? Well, everyone thought, and I was the only one going, what do you, I, he hasn't had one bite yet. I mean, like, I, he just blew out his candle. No, it was one piece of cake. And he, he had a fork with him. <laughs> just a random kid? He, a random kid from another table had a fork. I mean, and came over to our table and asked if he could have some cake and dug in. He ate the first piece of my son's birthday cake, and I was the only one that was upset about it. So now I'm upset about the trombone, and I'm upset about the cake, and no one else agreed with me. Everyone just thought I was an asshole. Where did all of this take place? At this restaurant called Bucks. It's in the Bay Area. I mean, interesting. I Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would tell the kid, look, if you brought your own fork, you should bring your own cake, you little fucking punk. Now give me that fork. I'm hungry. <laughs> and help me get rid of this kid chance. <laughs> but do you, I mean, are you obligated to allow any, just because someone I don't think has so. some. I think that's a good opportunity for you to teach a lesson to a child. Well, I said, I was the one person that goes, no, you can't have any cake yet. Just wait your turn. There's one piece. You can't have cake before the birthday boy has his cake. I mean, he at least gets one bite, right? Now. This is what's so great about a three-year-old, the, 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 you know, my he son. He doesn't care. He didn't care at all. So that's great. And so if he didn't care, why should I? But you still did, and it ruined your afternoon. Didn't ruin it. It didn't ruin it. I just thought I'd tell you that story. Did you throw him in the air at all? Um, I sometimes do, you know, throw him, throw him up in the air. But there were ceiling fans at that restaurant. <laughs> that's so. always dangerous. Yeah, gotta, now, I'll tell I'm you this. that now. Yeah. If somebody threw a child <laughs> and they get hit by the fan. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely the the parents' fault, but is it their fault for trying to be too fun? <laughs> <laughs> There's that's just an accident that you can't blame on anyone. You can blame so ceiling fans a little bit. Yeah. Ceiling fans are not they're really not high enough. There should be no chance anyone could ever 
get that caught in a ceiling the, fan. There should be some one. kind of restriction on that. There should be. We're some so worried sort about terrorists. There should be a sensor where, when it comes, it just stops. Yeah, we're so worried about terrorists in this country. We, we don't spend any time worrying about ceiling fans and how low they are these days. More people are killed by ceiling fans than terrorists every year. That's true. Probably if it's not. Maybe it could be. It's possible. It wouldn't surprise me. Almost no one's killed by terrorists every year now. It's been about 10 years, and we still have completely changed our entire way of life for it. And mm-hmm. there's other things going on. Ceiling fans, there's there's parties with no trombone. or, or You know, I mean, it's frustrating. This wasn't the first time this People had happened, by the way. playing the Caracas. This wasn't the first time. Maybe the Spanish word for peanuts. There, this was the first. This wasn't the first time this had happened. By the way, my, my wife and I were on a trip in Thailand. And we rented one of these, uh, you know, uh, ride an elephant uh, through a river, mm-hmm. and they showed pictures in the brochure of the elephant um, playing the harmonica. <laughs> and there, I got off the elephant immediately. Riding an elephant, if you have uh, testicles, it's not helpful. It's very painful. Well, so that I got would the elephant not bother almost, me. I, I, that, yeah, that, you'd be fine. But I, I'm fine. I have very my balls painful riding removed an and put them on either either side of my thighs. Yeah, and I, I felt sorry for this elephant anyway. I, th- I thought they were being sort of abusive to it, and I uh, told April to get off the elephant pretty quickly. I was like, let's let's not do this. This this seems cruel. I, this elephant isn't happy. You know, in the pictures, the elephant looks so happy. And you, you ride the elephant. He doesn't like. To, he doesn't want to be ridden. He's really upset that two people are riding. I know he's big. Or he's like, yeah, or he's gigantic and he can't even tell. Really, he's not happy about it. Seriously, he doesn't. They have to whip him and stuff, and they, it's not. It's not a good experience. It doesn't make you feel good about yourself. But at the end of the trip, even though we didn't use most of it, it's an hour thing. We get back, and I was paying, and. Uh, you know, I said, so when's the harmonica come out? You know, and, so, and she, she said, the girl in charge is about 14. And she goes, uh, we, the harmonica is at uh, my house. I'm like, well, no, I was promised to her. The elephants are playing the harmonica. I, right? Where's my fucking harmo- elephant yeah. playing the harmonica? And, and she goes, well, it is in my... So I go, okay. And I was already upset with her because they weren't going like, to give let's us... let's go to the house. We only used about five minutes of the... Yeah. Uh, of the uh, and they were paying us full. Pr- they were charging us full price for the elephant. So I said, "Okay, I'll wait." She's like, "You want me to go to my house and get the harmonica?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll wait." And um, th- I didn't go through with it. <laughs> <laughs> How long did I didn't you make wait it before you folded? I folded after about three minutes. But I made her worry she'd have to go to her house. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's really that was my objective. <laughs> I was just trying to create a little. As uns- long as you made a fourteen-year-old girl forced to work in his exactly. elephant riding exactly. farm, worry that she might have to go home to right. get this to get fictional harmonica. harmonica. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of mean-spirited person I am. No, I listen. I like that. I, you're just being a capitalist. If you're going to promise one thing, then you got to deliver. Yeah, and let me just say something about these birthday parties. By the way, these little babies' birthday parties, if you ever have to, they are more fun than adult birthday parties. Okay? You get cake every time. There's always entertainment. Always. And it's not you usually, which is good. Kind of a relief. But more than importantly than any of that, if you're in a bad conversation, you can just be like, oh, shoot, I think chance is up to no good. I better go check things out. You always have an out of all bad conversations. Yeah. 
Right, because your kid can always need your help. You're indisposed because yeah. you have to deal with the kid. Yeah, and let me give you a practical living in the modern age, which I learned at these birthday yeah, parties. In an inefficient and out-of-date way, we bring you Practical Living in the Modern Age. This is the beauty of only having 12 and a half listeners. I don't think any of the you know people I go to these parties with listen to this podcast. I give the same compliment at every single pod, every single birthday party, and it works every time. These the, the mother of the child, who's you know whoever's birthday it is, I'd be like, oh, Chance got up this morning and he said, it's Bobby's birthday today, or, you know, and that means it's a special birthday. It's going to be extra good. And Chance has never said anything about that ever. Yeah, and the moms just light up. And I'm just spreading good cheer, and it's it's positive lying. How come you don't lie about what people say about each other? Do you ever do that? Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're lying for, in, to, in, for to, to make people feel good. To make people feel good uh, yeah, about and, their own kids. And your kid's not going to be like, hey, you lied and told them I said it. What they don't even they can't even put that together. It's untraceable. I actually said it a little bit wrong. Usually, what I'll say is, um, I you know, Chance got up and he said, we're going to a birthday party. But it's not just any birthday party. It's Bobby's birthday party. That's usually how I deliver it. And the women just light up. He said that? Yeah, he said that. He this is they he considers Bobby his closest friend. You know, I'll say that and so now every all the moms they just love my son and they think I'm a good guy and it's all just complete fabrication. They don't. They don't know I'm the kind of guy that would berate a 14 year old about not having a harmonica that a you know, elephant could play. Elephant could play. They don't know I'm the kind of guy that would take a dwarf and and not want him to eat some of my son's cake. They don't know what. They have no idea what kind of asshole I am, right? They, they don't. They, they don't know I'm the kind of guy that 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 the only reason he doesn't cheat on his wife is because there's some kind of streak involved and he thinks he's still playing baseball. They don't know who I am as a person. They don't know what an asshole I am. You know, I. You know, I do, and I think it's fine. <laughs> I, I love it. You I think it's because so, you, you're trying to spread a little I'm bit of cheer. Out. Do you ever say one person said something about another person and you lie? I do it all the time now. I've actually it's I've taken it into comedy. I'm like, yeah, I was just talking to so and so. They were telling me they think you're one of the funniest comedians around. <laughs> you told me that recently, huh? No, no, no. I <laughs> you did. No, recently you were like. No, did you know, I say I someone talking, else said it? Yeah, you were like, I was talking to some guys, and they said, uh, you know, they were saying who are the funniest comedians. No, nah, people really up. do think you're funny, but this no, is but like, I, 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 no, that's true. This that's is true. exactly what oh, you did. say to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, TJ, this is the best. There's something else I want I mean, to tell you. It, it is hey. exactly what you would say to somebody who's like, "Did your kid really say that?" Because I was around him this morning, and he didn't say it. You go. No, no, he did because you. He he is excited about your son's birthday party. I listen. Forget about that. That the comedian part of it. But I was talking to my son the other day, and I asked him. That's an interesting. No, let me just let me just say something. Let me me, me finish this. No, this is really. I do want to talk to you about this. (laughs) Okay, but like, no, no, why? Forget about the thing that that is (laughs) causing me problems. I have something else to tell you. Let me focus on something that isn't. It's such a weird moment. It's like a cop comes over. It's like you been drinking. You're like, yeah, of course. But hold on, now forget the drinking thing for a second. Did you see I was speeding? Did you notice that at all? No, I just wanted to tell you the other day. I was talking to Chance, and he said. 
is it TJ's birthday? I don't believe a word of and, this. And I said, yeah. He's like, well, it's not just any birthday. It's Bobby's <laughs> it's birthday. It's TJ's birthday. Yeah, he goes, so he said that about your birthday. He goes, it's not just anybody's birthday. It's Bobby's birthday. He just keeps saying that about everybody's birthday. <laughs> I do. Hear, he may have been because, touched. He's, be, he may be a dwarf. Because, I don't know if because, he's, because we do a podcast <laughs> together, I honestly do hear people do say nice things about you and how funny you are. That's just the way it is. So I haven't lied to you. However, I mean, I've lied about other things. Sure. Yeah. To you. I lied. All uh, the time. I, I lied about, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I told you a little while ago that when your second son, mm-hmm. you know, was kind of. I don't know. For lack of a better word, he was, uh, he loved you. You know, he thought you were oh. a good father and, and he, he really had a lot of love. That was a bold face lie. He, he never said any of that. In fact, I spoke with him. He said, today isn't just anybody's birthday. It's not anybody's birthday at all. Today is the day I hate my father. Uh, let's move along to essential questions. Okay, I'm going to try and fix this. Is that something like Essentially, this is... I'm trying to get it to... Our essential questions of human nature. Yeah, thanks for sticking around, Ryan. I'm sorry we couldn't get you on the show. It's just your mic just didn't work. Um, sorry, Ryan. Has there ever been a good dinner picture? Because I've never seen it. I, this whole picture of, the, like, a long table where everyone's, like, kind of craning their necks to the side. <laughs> No one's ever framed a dinner. You know picture. what I mean? And everyone's kind of, and they're kind of looking, and they're, and it just, it's a horrible looking picture. No one's framed a dinner picture. Yeah. You're right. Have they? Not really. Not except unless it's like The Shining or something. But yeah, I mean, it's. Uh... Oh, that's us eating dinner. There's no memory attached yeah. to it. You know what I mean? Oh, I remember we had pasta that night. Yeah. Like, you don't remember what you ate. You don't remember what you were talking. You're having a conversation. There's no picture to be taken there. You know, I mean, it's definitely there's neck craning involved. There's always yeah, neck craning. Some people are just completely balked, aren't they? Like, like at least half the party is completely didn't get in. You see half their you face. You've seen someone face. take their picture. I've seen this a couple of times in the last few months. Someone take their picture outside of a restaurant. Like, who are they showing that to? They're yeah. just like, and here's when we were about to walk in. <laughs> It's like, remember the dinner picture that you didn't like? Here's what we look like after we'd taken it. It's so crazy. No, and I, I don't even want to bother with it whenever, like, oh, let's take a picture. Let's let's not. Let's just make sure we don't. Uh, it can't be done. Let's do it after dinner. I, look, we've talked about it. People spend far too much time to record their their experiences rather than than live them. It's best just not to even. Yeah, you got to just eat the dinner and then all crane your neck together and don't photograph yeah. it. We should have a podcast where we talk about other bad situations w- with pictures. I'm trying to think what they would be. Out in front of the restaurant is bad. Um, hmm. It should be called vote no. Yeah, yeah. Just vote no. I don't understand pictures with celebrities. I know you're getting this more, but I don't know who you're going to show. No, I, like I've never. I, I that. found it very confusing, and, and I don't. I'm not. I don't think people are. I think there's a lot of people that just want to say, "Hey, look at this," and they go, "Look who I met." You know, it kind of does that. It's like you can add into the story, and the reveal can be the photograph. That can sort of be how you say it instead of going, "Hey, I met you know Tom." You, Cruise. I don't think you need proof that you met someone, and, and it, it also. Seems a little. I don't know. I'm I'm confused by it. Sometimes it gets framed, and you know, it's a weird one. There's a comic that has a lot of pictures of himself framed. Jim 
Uh, yeah, Jim Norton does it too. I was even thinking of somebody else. But yeah, people sort of being with a celebrity is like a moment they not only want to remember but showcase in perpetuity. It's very, it is very strange. I, I don't know. And it's, if, if a person ever asks to take a picture, you may feel this way too, but somebody asks to take a picture with us, I'm always kind of like, well, for why? What? Who are you going to? So you can have to explain who it is you took a picture with? Like, how weird is that? They're like, hey, look who I'm at. And they show and they're like, yeah, who's that? Have you seen, um, yeah. what's it called? She's just not that into, I don't know, but it's that one. And then he was in the one with the bears that he always talks about. And then he was in, uh, he was on a TV show. Did you, did you watch ABC in uh, 2007? <laughs> Do you ever see carpoolers? Do you know anything about Jerry O'Connell? He was in the, the show Carpoolers with uh, with this guy. I forget his name. You saw him at Nick's Funny Stuff in Cuyahoga Falls. For me, the wings were better. For my money, the wings, please. As far as the comedy goes, I'll take the wings. <laughs> wings aside, the comedy wasn't very good. Uh, no, it was hot. The wings. <laughs> you know, it was not everything but the wings. That includes the comedy. I'll tell you what I did like. We took a picture as we were eating the wings, and I framed that and put it right next to me. And I didn't meet Mike Ditka, but I was within five parking spaces of him, and I had someone take a lithograph. Yeah, that's me with the uh, ponytail on the back of my head. <laughs> um, one more essential question. Um how long can you keep your accent after you've lived, moved to America? I mean, I, there's some comedians that like have kept their accent, like they moved yeah, to America. Smirnov, is it that? Like at a certain point, like look, you moved here when you were eight, and I know, I know this fish out of water thing's working for you, but really, I, you have a very strong accent. There's people from you know English speaking countries that have done it, where they, you know, some I mean, people say you can't get rid of it. Is that true, though? I say any, sometimes some of them, it seems to be getting stronger as their Well, why are we on. talking about this? That so many people say, you know, the, you know, these people need to learn English if they can live in the United States. Well, they should be saying about that with people with accents also. You know, if someone's here and they're like, oh, well, yeah. what do you think we're going to yeah. be doing later on today? Yeah. Yeah. What? I was born in Ireland. I've lived here almost all my life. It's like, <laughs> well, then fucking learn how to yeah. talk like it. Yeah. You asshole. Now make me a meat pie. Yeah. You're 72 years old. You moved here when you were six. I, I, come on. I, all you do is make scotch eggs and bitch about American culture. <laughs> Here's what I'm bitching about. You got a weird sound coming up out your mouth. Now, where's my fucking harmonica? Bring it or I'll wait. And by wait, I mean three minutes and then I'll go, well, I'm upset about this. Go home and get your real accent. I'll wait. Yeah. That's, I had sex with a cousin of mine at uh, the Olive Garden and uh, it turned out to be okay because uh, we were family and it says they're family there so it actually it's a double, uh, double negative. <laughs> I'm going to move along to tiny opinions. 
Though they are in fact normal-sized men, they have tiny opinions. And we're not really normal-sized, neither of us. No, we're really not. Yeah. We look like the two of us went to a laundromat and you know, fell into the dryer and washer respectively and then came out and didn't do anything else. We just were like, well, we'll go about the rest of our lives. Well, you you kind of dressed up just because I think you knew you were producing today. I think you were excited. I did. I wore a checkered uh, suit. You have a bunch of hats with a checkered suit. Yeah. Wearing, well, I, I don't know. Several I, of them are scarves and neckerchiefs look, that I've fashioned into hats. You Jesus. look quite dapper. I, I, you know, for a guy to, I mean, you take producing very seriously. And I and I appreciate that. Hey, I won't take a shit on anything that doesn't have a target on it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Um, tiny hey, opinion. Hey, hey, a little teeny tiny. I got a tiny opinion. You paint yeah. a target on my wife? <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's my opinion. Small as it may be. Um, teeny tiny opinion here. Um, Tell you what, <laughs> you draw a target on another target, I'll shit on a trash. Hell, hell, hell. I uh, I don't feel like I'm going to be able to get into this tiny opinion. I think you're, I mean, for a producer, you really do interrupt a lot. <laughs> draw a target on a ham hock, <laughs> might as well call that hock a shit ham. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. That's okay. I like it. I like it when you, you know, try to get on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's great. I love going to see him live because he he really tries to he get really on tries a roll. To get on I roll. mean, he will try as he might. He doesn't get on the roll, but he will try, try, yeah. try. And I'll tell you what, I like I like my comedy with, a, with an A for effort. He really tries to have these bits really take off. And why isn't it A for offert? He attempts to be physical instead of A it's for effort. Should it be E for effort or A for offert? Yeah, it should be. Good point. We're changing the world. What about a B for Beffert? I mean, just to recap <laughs> what we've basically decided on this podcast, um, we feel that ceiling fans shouldn't exist. If they exist, they should be higher. It should be 14 feet high in the air. We feel that someone should have a ponytail on the front of their head and a picture. Shave the a, back of their head and, and, and have a person on the back. And, yeah, and, a face and put a on face, yeah. A face with a ponytail. <laughs> yeah, with a with a drawn on forehead ponytail yeah. on the face that's on the back of your head. I mean, basically, I, I we know, feel that ceiling fans it. should not be dangerous, and people should look as confusing as possible yeah. as to what way they're pointing, we what direction that, they're looking. That saying one fake compliment is worth a lifetime of insulting people like fourteen year old uh, girls in Thailand about. Harmonicas. We, we think an E should be for effort. An yeah. A should be for offer. And a B should be for before. Yeah. We think before. that if you know if you've had an accent for more than how many over under how many years are we giving people to lose their accent? You know, if they can't lose their accent in over thirty years, then just forget it. Mm-hmm. You know, you should ask people to move. Now, yeah. I think it can be smaller than that. Seven years. Hmm. Seven years, and right now, if you're like sitting in your car going, "Oh Christ!" I mean, what's wrong with them? And it, I can't understand a fucking word you're saying. <laughs> you know, it's weird though. You go to different parts of our country, and and it feels like you're in another country because the accents are so strong in different ways. Like you go to Maine or something, and they they talk a little differently there. You know, 
Mm, sorry, I was just trying to fix it. Trying to fix time. that microphone again. Well, um, his main. What's what? What is the the accent that most quickly needs to be eradicated from the from the American dialects? Mm-hmm. I think New Jersey. I think if you talk like you're from New Jersey, you just sound like a seal is getting fucked by a tin can. You just you're awful. Oh my god! You know it's just it. It couldn't be worse, right? Is there a worse one? Even the South has some charm, right? I think there's. I think the, what is worse I, than that? I think the California. I like Wisconsin. I think the California. Um, see, I like all the a lot of those that you've na- that you've named. I don't like the California. Um, uh, not, maybe the Valley Girl, like this the, sort of like a kind of a shit. party like a rock star, party like a rock star, to 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 totally dude. Yeah, like I like think that. I like think maybe that we will rock you, we will rock you <laughs> to totally dude. Yeah, yeah, because you know what? Those are the people waking you up at a hotel. Like they're always in the next room. Like these other people you're describing. You know, someone say from Fargo or something, an accent like that. It's, it's kind of quaint. There's something quaint about what you just did. I don't know. What about uh Okay. Actually, I'm going to let that go because you, you said... Think? I just like... The, there's something quaint about what I just did. I just mean like <laughs> the accent that you just uh, okay, what demonstrated. Okay. What about this one? What about this one? Let's see if you can place this uh, regional dialogue. Okay. Okay. Hey, now. Would that be one you'd want to get rid of? Wait, say it again. Is that the, one of the Kennedys? <laughs> that is Bobby Kennedy. Bobby and you're going to want to lose that accent. Yeah, because you might get, yeah, that's not a good end for that. I don't like these people from South Dakota. You know, they'll talk like this. They'll be like, that sounded remarkably similar. Do you think we should keep? <laughs> Do you think we should remarkably? Keep, remarkably, it's worth remarking person. about. Yeah. Hey, how about this? Do you think we should keep? Uh, this one gets a lot of flack. What part? Uh, bring me my fucking food. Did you not understand? Well, that's that southern one that you like, but what dialect of southern is that? Because that's just like <laughs> a backwoods idea. asshole. Perhaps you need to learn Spanish. I said taco. You would burrito, look, nacho bel grande. You would look pretty funny trying to eat corn on the cob with no fucking teeth. <laughs> You know what? I think that all the accents are great. I think our country is a melting pot. And so is that fondue restaurant. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we should go there. Let's the do show. it. We should. I know you've worn a lot of hats producing. We're going to skip tiny opinions. We don't have time. We're going to move it along to maskers and close out the show uh, with maskers. Like 85% of superheroes, this is maskers. I want to mention again, I'm at uh, Rooster Tea Feathers Labor Day weekend. Get it done, y'all. I'm Just, doing... Uh, use the promo code PODCAST and you get a special <laughs> deal for $12.5. So uh, check it out. Rooster Tea Feathers. It's in the Bay Area. I want people traveling from all over the Bay Area. Uh, in fact, all over the country. Let's all just join in. 
uh, and join up. Yeah, get there, man. Yeah. And I, I'm going to be in Let's Edmonton. It's more of a movement strip. at this point. It's a movement. Rooster Tea Feathers, it's a movement. Join the Rooster Tea Feathers You're going to be in movement. Edmonton uh, at the uh, comic strip. In September. And we're going to really get that done. So check it out. The comic strip in Edmonton, Canada. Make the trip up there. You know, if you live in the south, you know, take that four and a half day trip to Edmonton, South mm-hmm. Carolina. It's not. It's actually in Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But all my tour dates are on my website. TJ Miller does not have a website dot com, and all of Cash's tour dates are on CashLevy dot com, and all of Ryan's tour dates are in the sewer grates. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I purposefully cut off his microphone. I guess now is as good a time as any to admit that. Uh, wait, are, are you serious? Yeah, well, you know when I was trying I was to really fix it? I was really looking forward to you know, having I was trying to guest. fix it? I was just banging a bottle opener against metal cans. I didn't notice that at all. That's all that was? Oh. Yeah. Ryan, hey, Ryan, you know why I did it? I did it for your own good. Because I wanted to do the podcast. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, it's good to have you back on the show. I wish I had had Ryan. I know that he's... Well, you can come back anytime. You never have me. Yeah, and thanks for sticking around, Ryan. I mean, it's it's. I guess it's fun to have you as a producer, Ryan. You were a great guest, even you know, for the parts of the time where I didn't know your mic was working. I feel like we're really kind of getting somewhere with our interview. Yeah, yeah, and hey, Ryan, uh, you make uh, I enjoy as a guest. I enjoy as a producer, but you uh, you also make a better door than you do a window that was supposed to be like a French door. So there's one of two windows. Windows that opens to to allow you out of the foyer and into the garden. <laughs> I fucking, I got you, man. You're dead. Uh, okay. Um, well, let's let me, mask let me do a masters. masters. Let me let me, let me throw some, questions. I'm gonna throw some for out. the masters, not masking tape for the ass blasters. Yeah, as somebody told me recently. Yeah, let's let's give you a couple maskers. This is. Uh, uh, Eric Weber uh, at its bare time uh, Backstreet Boys in the wrong part of town I like that one I think that feels like in, a triple they're, banger they're almost. in Backstreet they're in the Backstreets yeah man I don't know what you mean I love the Backstreet Boys Backstreet's. maybe he should have been a little bit more in sync with the podcast uh, oh, I like it I like it Dave Mugen it's getting hot in here. I want to take off all my clothes. It must be 98 degrees. <laughs> Remember that? Dave Mugen asks, is perfection something that can be achieved multiple times, or is it a singular event? I think it depends on your definition of perfection. You know, if something is perfect, considering the context and standards. I'm big into what is your optimal, even in Transformers 4, which was a difficult one, it's like some things I some days I walked away from it, I was like that was perfect considering, you know. It's there's no way to be, and I, I think that's the other thing is it's can you even truly achieve perfection, or are we just approximating the closest standard to that absolutist concept that you can have? Okay, so as close to perfect as possible, given even the if, context, even if you and conditions. don't believe in perfection, but let's just for a second call that perfection. Can that even happen twice? I don't think it can. Yeah, I think it can. I don't. I think in each instance, it just happens once. If you eat it, that's why we've talked about diminishing returns. Every time you try to chase something and have it happen a second time, it doesn't happen as, as it's, it's not as good. So I think it just happens once. 
I think you're setting yourself up for failure to think that way. I mean, I, I think you got to, if you have a perfect no, I think what bacon, you, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. I think to be. This is perfect. This is the perfect BLT. I just had a perfect PBJ BLT. Okay? And I do eat those. It's peanut butter and jelly, bacon, lettuce, tomato. A little bit of mayo, not a lot, just a little bit, toasted wheat. I have a perfect one. Okay? Then, months later, I order another one, and it is perfect. This is perfect. It doesn't take away from the one earlier. It's just, it's perfect in that moment, in that incarnation. It's perfect. That's a lot easier way to live. What do you do? You have the perfect game of the, baseball. I have a, I have and a much better know. way to live, and that's not to need or expect perfection. To lower your standards. You know, to, to not always be striving so much that you don't appreciate what's happening. It doesn't have to be perfect. Have you ever traveled with someone that needs things to be perfect, where they need the perfect hotel room or the yeah. perfect view or the perfect? It's exhausting. I think the key is to not expect or go for protect, perfection in the first place. I really believe that. I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. I think that's partially why people aren't happy because they don't just say, oh, well, this is this is great as long as we make the best of it each time, whatever it might be. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you can. So I don't think it's defeatist. You don't think it's defeatist? I don't think so. If I had had really high expectations for you as a producer, I would have been a little bit disappointed today. I had a great guest in Ryan here. Or, or by my standards, this was about as perfect <laughs> as it could have gone <laughs> with me as a producer. <laughs> You being the guest? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. We're both, we both could be right on this. But we're definitely both wrong. But we're both wrong, and we always are. And in a way, that's perfect. And that's perfect, too. Haley Donaldson at Haley Donaldson writes, I love it when TJ Miller and Cash Levy drop a hot steaming pot on my chest. This isn't weird because my ears are on my chest. Hmm. I like that. Just wanted to point that out. I do too. It's not really a question. It's, it's not. It's kind of a statement about a physical deformity that then makes the idea of a Cleveland. Question number up. one. I love it when you. Yeah. I mean, it's more of. It's sort of like that. Yeah. Question number one. Question number one. My ears are on my chest. <laughs> Rule number three. If you're shit on my chest, am I hearing it? Rule number three, is there a target on my chest <laughs> to be shat upon? <laughs> Rule number four, is there a target on each of my ears because they're both on my chest? Rule number one, do I have a ponytail on the back of my head? And does it have a scrunchie? Question number two, <laughs> forehead beards. Do better with daily conditioning and alternating every other day with shampoo. <laughs> Rule number six. <laughs> Why do I still have this accent since I've been doing American movies for 46 years? Well, you don't really. In fact, towards the end, I know. Even that sentence. <laughs> I know. I got gun shy right when I started mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this has been so much fun having you. I'm just thinking, is there any other ones I want to read that we didn't get to? <coughs> Ryan, I want to apologize to you. That That's okay. I um, guess in a way, I was nervous for you. I didn't, I didn't want you to have the pressure of not having a perfect show. 
And then in another way, I just didn't want you to do the show. I wanted to do it. The onomatomaniac, the onomatomaniacal, says, the opposite of aging gracefully is aging Nancy gracefully. Yeah! (laughs) Where you morph into a horrible human being. That's a a good one. I love that one. That is a good one. Let me just put it this way. She's aging Nancy gracefully. That's (laughs) unbelievable. Congratulations to you, the listener that that came up with that. That's one last one because this is another. This guy always sends me funny things. This will be the last one. Sean Comets again. Mm -hmm. He writes, "Nerds candy, just a flask for kids." (laughs) I mean, it is. You take little sugar hits, right? You just take take little sugar sips, little sugar sips. If you opened a flask of nerds. And some and a dwarf walked over and said, "Can I have one? Would you give him the first nerd?" And I mean, no, certainly not. But that is such a good idea to have a flask of nerds and then just go around town and be like, "Hey, you want a little sip? It's nerds." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that. That's my promise to you, the listeners. I'm going to start carrying a flask of nerds and just be like, "You want you want some nerds?" I feel like we really did effectively ruin the world one podcast at a time with this one. Certainly. This is the one people point to because we've changed the world. We've we've come up with a lot of ideas. And I hope you guys enjoyed it out there. Thank you. Tell your friends about us. Thank you, Ryan, for being a guest on on Cash's podcast. Thanks. Thanks. Those those two or three minutes, it was was different. It felt good to interview a different guest. uh, Okay. Well, make sure you're able to do that again. (laughs) Thanks for coming, buddy. Thanks for having me. We will rock you. We will rock you. Bum bum chi. Bum bum chi. Chicka chicka. Now leaving nerdist.com. 